Welcome to the Project DIY Hunter Podcast. If you're thinking about hunting DIY or if you've been hunting DIY for a long time, this podcast is for you. We invite you to join us as we seek to gain knowledge to continue to be successful DIY hunters. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Project DIY Hunter Podcast. So I know it's been a while, and so um, I wanted to start back with an episode with my lovely wife, Jessica. Um, we're going to talk about the Peacock Bass slash anniversary trip that we went on down in Florida um, back in 2021. So I guess I want to talk about the trip as a whole and kind of how we did it and kind of the flights and everything that we used Um so we flew out of Asheville on Allegiant Air. We flew for $66 a person. Um, that did not include the carry-on, which only took one carry-on and two personal items. So the flights were pretty cheap. So we booked the hotel that we were staying, resort that we were staying, through Allegiant Air. And so I did some research on some places, and it looked to be really expensive. Jess, you looked at a lot of places, didn't you? Yeah, and we actually booked one that, was i mean it looked pretty good but once we were finalizing our flights through allegiant we found the diplomat and started looking more into that and it turned out to be a lot better bang for our buck so right i think we spent like 600 bucks for the whole trip um including carry-on bag and every flights and hotel resort yeah we were there for three nights and it was between the flights and the bags and the stay was just like super reasonable. Partly probably because we were still in a COVID era with that. And I think the weekend that we went was like either that weekend or the weekend right before was the first time that the diplomat had reopened since shutting down from COVID. And so I think they were trying to get people to come, but overall it was really not crowded at all. And which was kind of nice to be there at that time. Right. I mean, there was not a lot of stuff open either, which I was okay with, with less, you know, with not as many people being there because um, we could get in the pool and there was only like, I don't know, eight to 10 other people in the pool. I think that was the most I've seen. Um, and that was on like Saturday evening. And so, so to get to the fishing part, um, so we kind of talk about the day um, and the travel leading up. So we stayed in Asheville on Wednesday night, went to Sierra Nevada Brewery. Hung out there. The next morning, we flew out Thursday morning. We flew out at like 6 o'clock because we wanted to get there and have, you know, a lot of the day left. So we flew out of Asheville. It took two and a half hours, two hours and 20-something minutes to get from Asheville to Fort Lauderdale. Nonstop flight, $33, which I thought was a really good deal. You obviously are not flying on Delta or whatever, but, you know, Delta lost our bags, lost my gun, sent it to Toronto, um, Southwest lost our your bag, well, my bag with all your stuff in it, which you can see on our YouTube videos where we talk about that when we go to Colorado and in Maine um, and lost a lot of Jess's stuff. Well, and when you think about you're on the flight for an hour and a half, two hours max, there's not a whole lot of luxury that you need for that. Yeah, there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing luxurious about it, but it gets you from point A to point B in a very quick manner. And then you can get to fishing pretty early. So we went, we decided that we would go back to the resort 
before we leave the airport and go to the resort before we go fishing. Um, so I was pumped the whole time, ready to go fishing. And so we got, I got the camera gear ready. We got our stuff in our room. And then, so we, we, and then we left from the room and went kind of in Hollywood, Florida, right on the beach, the diplomat and kind of went North East, I guess you could say. Um, and so I, I, I call out these places that I fish, which I only really fish this one spot, but there are a couple other spots that was recommended to me. And I've seen a lot of, done a lot of research before I went down there in the two days I decided I was going to fish before we left, done a lot of research. And there's basically three or four really good parks that have ponds there. And so if you go watch the video, go check out the video, check out my YouTube channel. You'll see in the comment section where somebody asked where I was. And I told him exactly where I was at. And then I commenced to telling him other places that are really good in that area. Um, so if you want to check out where we were, um, that would be where to see that. So we get to the area to fish. Um, it's a little bit further of an Uber ride than what we thought. Um, also, fun fact, you can get live heron or some kind of live bait in a vending machine there in Fort Lauderdale. I think this at Bass Pro, which is not far from the Diplomat. I did not know that at the time until I was already there and my clock started for two hours anniversary trip fishing. Um, so as we were fishing, Jess was kind of just hanging out, filming, whatnot. Um, there was a guy walk up to us with a kid and he was fishing. Um, got to talking to him a little bit. Jess, do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah. We had started going around, like, the left side of this pond and kind of walked all the way down to the end. And as we were making our way back, this guy and his small son were talking and um, started talking about just different kind of fishing and stuff and gave Charles the tip that peacock bass, if you slap the water with the rod then they really like that agitation and will come and check out kind of what's going on. Um, I don't know exactly what kind of bait Charles was trying to lure the bass with, but he was kind of just casting as he normally would. So this guy kind of offered the extra tip that if you slap the top of the water and create that agitation that the peacock bass are really curious about that and will kind of swim to the surface. At that time, I was throwing a... Um, rattle trap, and it was a bright. It was a bright rattle trap. I believe it's the same one I caught the bass on in the video, the largemouth bass. And um, so I was kind of throwing it. I already had one really good bite. I don't know how it got off. Um, but I was walking around the edge, and he come up and started talking to me. And he spearfished in Brazil. And done all kind of cool stuff fishing wise, and and that's what he told me. He said you can start slapping the water, and the fish will come up and check you out. Which I then kind of thought he was a little crazy for a second. I was like, I've never heard of something like that, and kind of kept fishing, kept fishing around. Then I got to an area that had ledges, which is great for peacock bass. You always want to look for ledges, and I just took the rattle trap and slapped it on the water a couple times. And like four of them just come up and was just staring at me and just checking out what was going on. Um, all those were pretty small. Um, there was a couple big ones that come through, but I could not get them to bite anything. I could not get them to bite that rattle trap. I threw top water. 
Um, I never really threw any soft plastics because I kind of heard that, you know, kind of more reaction bites is kind of what I was looking for. And um, all the research that I did prior was not really keen on soft plastics. So it was coming close to the time where it's like, all right, you know, we got time to leave. And so I went around to the good side of the pond where the ledges and stuff were located and threw a jerkbait out there and I started jerking the jerkbait back and um, had some fish kind of come in and check it out and never really got anything really close. And I mean, you can see the water is super crystal clear um, in that same area that I was slapping the bait. So I never could get a bite there and I could see them. So I moved on around and threw the jerkbait out and was, you know, working it back in and it popped right up over the ledge, over the rock ledge. And then all of a sudden the peacock bass just come up and missed it because it went right over the ledge and he come from underneath the ledge. And so I just, you know, fished the rest of the way in and which it wasn't far. That ledge was probably two or three feet deep max, I would say. And so I threw it back out there and I pulled it up to him, whatever. And he stood there or he, now I was jerking it by him and popped it one time and he went over and was checking it out. And then I barely twisted it that next time and he hit it. I mean, he hit it like it just exploded on it. And um, so I got him in and we took pictures and whatnot. And um, and like the good camera person that I was, I saw it all happen. I ran over. I had the hook, line, sinker all on film. Got the post fish interview. Yeah, and at that time, at that time, I only had the GoPro 4. Didn't have all my camera gear that I have now. Um, just starting out, just getting to where I kind of enjoy doing it. And we've been to Sequoia National Park and um, Yosemite and a couple other, and um, what was the other place? Kings Canyon. Yeah, Kings Canyon. Um, I tried to do a whole um, natural park, three natural park uh, video sequel there and um, really enjoyed it really had a good time so the footage on the video is not that great because it's a GoPro Hero 4 um, but I've since then you know upgraded camera gear and whatnot and I had a camera that I bought Facebook Marketplace for like 60 bucks and it was like a $300 camera and that's the one that Jess was using at the time and it took really good footage for you know what it was it was a point and shoot and so she got some really good film pretty much the whole time. And we were going to do a whole vlog of the whole vacation. Um, and then I think I'm going to let Jess take it over from here about what happened after we got all the pictures of the fish and um, did the interview. And, you know, we were all we were really excited. I mean, it's uh, we come down there. It took two hours to fish. Never fished there before. I have fished once in my life in Florida um, at my cousin's um, near Gainesville I believe and I mean we felt pretty accomplished that we come all the way down here with two days notice and caught a peacock bass completely by ourselves, complete public waters um in a park so I'm gonna let Jess take it from here and kind of detail out what happened for the rest of the rest of the day slash vacation so it was under I was under the impression that we'd catch the peacock bass and then we would hightail it out of there to get back to enjoy our resort-style hotel that was right on the beach with the infinity pool. And what I should have realized was that once Charles caught the first one, that was only going to wet his whistle to want to try to catch some more. And 
so he kept throwing the rod back. Well, I started getting a little bit irritated and just was ready to get back and enjoy our time at the resort for our anniversary trip and started to try and look for our Uber or a Lyft back to our hotel because we decided not to rent a car from the hotel this time. Um, We were just going to get around with Ubers because we planned to stay a lot of just mostly local close by to our hotel. Yeah, I think that's where they try to get you in some of these resorts. It's like it was like sixty five dollars a day just to park your car there, um, and that's per day, even if you know, even after twelve o'clock that night. So even the next morning, we were going to be leaving, and then when we got there, I mean, they, they charge you for a full day. So I mean, we're talking the cost of our flights just to park your car, and then you can Uber and not have to worry about driving or not knowing where you're at and and that kind of stuff with the Uber. So that was all a really great plan until we were in the middle of this park trying to get our ride back to the resort hotel and couldn't catch a signal to connect with the Uber app. Right. So I think what we we had phone signal like that's what was really annoying. We had a full signal, but we had no Internet connection. And that makes it tough to get on an app and order an Uber or a taxi, or really anything. We we She was actually able to call her sister. Go ahead. Yeah, so we were running around the park trying to just figure out a spot where we could get the Uber. I was able to make a phone call. I was trying to get my sister to call us an Uber from where she was just to come pick us up at our location because the phones wouldn't even pick up like our location to figure out where we were. So it was just very frustrating because we were in the hot Florida heat. It was past lunchtime. We were ready to get back. We, I say we, I was ready to get back to the hotel and overall just kind of irritated. So we finally ended up being able to find signal through Wi-Fi at the park headquarters office. Yeah, there was a little office there. And finally, I'm like, man, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We've got to find Wi-Fi. So I was able to find the office there. Um because I knew there was office there because I called before I called before to ask if I was, if it was okay if I fished there before we get all the way down there and I get kicked out for fishing somewhere I'm not supposed to be. And they told me, yeah, people fish here all the time. Um, that's about all they said. They had really no idea about anything about fishing. Um, so I knew there was a park office there. And so that's kind of where my mind went to and we made it there and found some Wi-Fi. So we were able to call the Uber. All was well and good. We were headed back to the hotel. We were going to chill by the pool, get ready for dinner. And we were about halfway back to our hotel. And I looked over at Charles and asked to see the camera so that I could rewatch some of the footage that we had filmed. And Charles says, I don't have the camera. I thought you had the camera. And to which I the pit of my stomach dropped because I realized I did not have the camera. And at that point we were trying to talk with our Uber driver who unfortunately was not very fluent in English and did not really understand what we were trying to say. We just wanted to be able to turn around, run back to the park, check the couple of benches that we had stopped at looking for a signal and trying to get a hold of the Ubers and everything and get back. Well, The Uber driver, again, not very fluent in English, ended up just pulling over and dropping us off like at a McDonald's, I think it was. Yeah, it was a Burger King right beside a Holiday Inn. And 
I knew we weren't going to have any luck with Wi-Fi. Our phones still were not picking up signal. I don't know if it was just like a hole in the area that we were in or if it was something specific with Verizon. Right, which three hours before that we were in Asheville, North Carolina. And then, which we had signal once we got down to Hollywood. We had signal at the airport or internet connectivity. So I'm not sure what the issue was, but I mean, you just could not get anything to load. And it was, I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere. Well, I say we're in the middle of nowhere, but. We're in the middle of a city. Yeah, we're in the middle of somewhere we've never been with no access to an Uber to get back to a camera that is probably sitting on a park bench. Um, So we go into the Burger King, no Wi-Fi, and then we have to go to the hotel beside it, which I think was a Holiday Inn. And so we get Wi-Fi to go to order Uber back to the park. And we went to the last place that I knew we had the camera, which is where I caught the fish, which was a pretty good hike, which is why I didn't want to leave because I wanted to finish the rest of the rest of that edge of that pond all the way circle around. So I can say I fished the whole thing, um, but I didn't get to do that. But um, where I caught that fish was really close to a park bench and I just knew the camera was there. I knew it was there or around it. So we went back there and checked and was not there, and so I'm like, well, we're going to need to split up. You go check some of the other little areas. There's, I mean, it's all in the same, right around this um, pond, lake. And um, so I went back to the office, and as I was walking up, there were two people, two ladies looking at something. And I'm kind of in a, you know, fast pace, trying to find my camera, $300 camera here. Only pay sixty bucks for it, but it's gonna cost me three hundred dollars to get a new one just like it. And so I'm in a hurry to to find it. And as I'm walking up, they kind of shove something in their purse. I don't I don't know what it was. I was kind of far off from them. Um, they both looked at me and kind of shoved something in their purse, and then just kind of acted really weird when I walked up and asked them, "Have they seen a camera?" It was really weird. And then I went inside and was talking to the ladies that worked there to see, you know, if they had seen anybody turn one in or whatnot. And I come back out, and they are gone, long gone. Um, So it was really fishy, but I don't want to accuse people of taking it that, you know, I didn't know that they – I didn't know for sure if they took it or not, so I don't want to accuse them of taking it. However, Um, we never did locate the camera. (laughs) Right. So – we never did locate the camera, so we lost all that footage. I mean, we had some pretty good stuff of, the, you know, the travel and just hanging out at the brewery before we left Asheville and just the whole trip, um, something that we could go back and look at later and say, man, well, that was a great time. Uh, we should go do that again or, or whatnot. So we don't have that anymore, which is a bummer, which is why I kind of started all this in the beginning um, when we go to these national parks and that kind of stuff. And then it's kind of moved into – my hunting trips and stuff so I can go back and look um, at that. But anyways, go ahead, Jess. So once we realized that the camera was long gone, we then had to repeat the chaos of getting another Uber or a Lyft or taxi or something called. Luckily, we knew where to go for the Wi-Fi this time. So we were able to do that and get back in the car. But it was overall just kind of a really disappointing situation because we had didn't have that film, didn't have that footage, but I was happy because we are finally headed back to the hotel. <laughs> right. And then, I mean, the rest of the trip went really great. 
we really enjoyed the place we stayed the diplomat um really cool pools beach area um drinks were crazy expensive towels were crazy expensive out on the beach or i guess chairs and umbrellas were crazy expensive yeah you had to rent the chair and umbrella by the hour or by the half day or something like that and charles is relatively fair-skinned slash doesn't enjoy baking in the sun like i do and so it was definitely going to be a necessity for us to have umbrellas um but it was our anniversary and we're willing to splurge a little bit so we took advantage of that too yeah, and plus we're staying in a hotel that was three hundred and fifty dollars a night, and we were staying there for you know three nights, and it cost us six hundred bucks, flight included. Um, so we got a really good deal on on the whole trip in general. And then we decided to, or I decided last minute. I kind of thought about this before I left, but then I decided to go down to Miami. Yeah, Hollywood, Florida is kind of wedged right in the middle between Fort Lauderdale and uh, Miami. Right, and so. We decided to go down there and check that out. Go check out South Beach. Um, seen it once. That's going to probably be the last time I see it. Yeah, we're not really interested in returning to Miami. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we would have, be better off if we knew exactly where we're going and didn't do like a Jessica Charles last minute decision to go check this out really quick, um, which we kind of did a little bit of planning before we left. We kind of knew where we wanted to eat, but we didn't realize going from South Beach to where the Mexican or the Brazilian place that we wanted to eat wasn't it Brazilian? i think that place was actually was actually mexican food it was called oh mexico okay we wanted to eat brazilian though and it was next door to it right it, yeah but they had a line that you know it was like two hour three hour wait so we we're like yeah we'll just go eat this mexican food it was really really good um really cool area but to get there from south beach was very very sketchy yeah we saw a lot of interesting individuals yeah stuff that i've never really want to see again so um all in all oh mexico was very delicious so if you happen to be in miami or visiting miami we highly recommend oh mexico yeah and that little area right there that's where it's at is really really cool um so all in all we had a really good trip um bummed that we didn't have the footage but I'm ready to go back. I'm ready to go do a, another trip down there and just fish because I was there for two hours um, fishing, probably a little less time fishing, just trying to get there, get ready and whatnot, um, and be back before lunchtime. Um, but I think if we could spend a little more time, hit these other places, um, probably rent a car, and that way we can go to Bass Pro Shop and get these live live bait, which that was another thing too. I did not want to use live bait. I wanted to catch one. Um I wanted to catch one on some artificial, an artificial lure, um, just to say I've done it. And then, but I know these Beacock Bass just love shiners. I mean, that's how you catch them. That's how you catch a lot of them. Um, and that's probably what I'll be doing next time. Um, Jess, you got anything else you want to add? Next time I go back down there, I would love to go with some friends to where I could just stay at the resort the whole time and you could enjoy your fishing. So everybody, thanks for listening. Um, hopefully we have some more podcast coming up soon i know it's been a a while since something is since i released a podcast and um i appreciate you listening and and supporting the youtube channel and go check out the website www.projectdiyhunter.com um it's just a thing that i really enjoy doing it's it's, i started out with wanting to do a youtube channel and then 
I was like, well, let me go ahead and start a podcast because that would be pretty cool. Um, give us something to do, and we'd enjoy it. And um, now I have too much to do, so that's not ideal, But which is why we haven't had any podcasts out lately. But anyways, thank you guys for sticking in there, checking this one out. There's going to be more to come. Um, hopefully we got some coming up with Kenny. We got Colorado coming up. We got Maine podcast coming up. We got Duck Season podcast coming up. Um, I leave in two days to go to Arkansas. Should have went last weekend, but didn't. Um, got lazy, decided not to go. Last minute decision. But yeah, I want to say thanks again and appreciate you listening. Be ready for some upcoming episodes.